0: Welcome to the Startup CPG podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. Have you heard of Oreos? Ritz? Cadbury? Then you know just a few brands in the portfolio of Mondelez International, one of the largest snack companies in the world. Today we get the chance to talk with Bridget Wolf and Jackie Haney from Snack Futures, Mondelez International's innovation and venture hub, about CoLab, Snack Futures startup engagement program designed to support early stage well being brands. Bridget is the global head of Snack Futures and Jackie is the innovation and CoLab program manager. Listen in as Bridget and Jackie cover how to prep now for future potential acquisition, tips for forming lasting strategic partnerships. Partnerships and everything you need to know about how the CoLab program works and how to apply to the 2022 cohort. Hi, Bridget and Jackie. Thanks for being here today. How are you? We're great. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Yeah, doing well. Excited to chat today.
0: Awesome. Well, I'd love if we could start by if each of you could tell us a little about yourselves and then about Mondelēz Snack Futures and the CoLab program.
2: I'm Bridget Wolf. I lead our Snack Futures Program practice, I always go back and forth on what to call us on a team at Mondelez International. For those who may not know, Mondelez is a really big snacking company that know the brands of Oreo and Trident and Capri. I've been with the company for almost two decades, which is crazy. I started off in investment banking, then moved into CPG Brand Management. And have been given the blessing to run Snack Futures the past few years where we do innovation and venture. And we'll get a little bit more into that in our conversation, I'm sure. But I'll let Jackie speak about it. She's our co lead. I'm
1: Jackie Haney. I have been with Mondelez for just about five years now. And I have a background in supply chain and project management. And I have worked in CPG for my entire career. So across all different types of products. And I have the pleasure of leading Colab, which is Snack Futures Startup Engagement Program. We launched Colab last year in 2020, and it's a really interesting way to bring together the two different branches of Snack Futures, our innovation, where we develop and launch our own brands that are good for people, kind to the planet, and deliciously fun, and our venture arm. And so in Colab, we actually reach out to the startup community and we have a program for them to help them accelerate their businesses, grow and fine tune their strategies to get them to the place that they are looking to grow to and will hopefully also be a pipeline of venture investments for our team.
0: Excellent. I'm wondering if you can each talk about a little bit why Mondelez created Snack Futures and then why CoLab was created, a little bit of the history of each of the programs.
2: Absolutely. And I think that history will give some context for what we are all about today. So if we go back to the beginning, we were really looking at the world of innovation, particularly in food, and seeing who was doing it right and who was addressing consumers' problems and pain points the fast. And the best, and many of them came to us as an inspiration from the startup community. Frankly, so we said we want to do two things. One was we have a ton of resources and expertise, so why can't we think and behave like startups? And that's our invent pillar, where we are about creating those new sets of brands. And then the other piece is well, there are some amazing people doing things already out there. How can we partner or invest in them? And so those were our starting points of. Snack Futures was really going out and creating new brands. And we have brands like Dirt Kitchen Snacks and Kapow, And in France, we're a brand called Milkway, all with a very strong purpose of personal well-being and planetary health. And then as we continue to build our ecosystem and our expertise and our experience in being you know, these half-entrepreneurs, understanding the world that this worked as we wanted to invest in more, we realized we could actually amplify both those efforts as Jackie was talking about by pulling the best of both worlds together and creating a program dedicated to startups from what we had heard that they needed and what we thought we can best offer them, which brought us then to CoLab.
1: One thing just to add about what makes CoLab really unique in being part of Snack Futures is that this isn't a program just being brought to our startups by Mondelez that talks about these huge brands that are so beloved by consumers like Oreo and Sour Patch Kids and Cadbury. But actually, because it comes from Snack Futures and a team of intrapreneurs, there is a lot of compassion for entrepreneurs, empathy for the challenges that they face and the the roadblocks that they have. And Colab is really a place where the Snack Futures team and our entrepreneurs have an opportunity to learn and share together instead of all of the expertise coming from from Mondelez and the big strategic partner. And so that's been really unique and really rewarding.
0: That's super great to hear the background of both of those programs some more. And jumping in a little bit to the fact that Mondelez is a really active acquirer. And I know a lot of brands in the startup CBG community think about the potential future of acquisition. And so I want to, to ask you both, what can brands do now to prepare along the way for a future acquisition?
2: So the best that you can do for anyone who wants to be acquired is to build a beautiful, healthy, strong business. And that is what I would suggest you focus on now is build that amazing brand, that consumer base and advocacy, a fabulous product that um, addresses a unique need in the marketplace that others, that you have a a moat around you of what makes you distinct and better than your competition. And then making sure your business fundamentals and your house is in order. So as you prepare one day, as you grow, so it's like left foot in front of the right foot, as you continue to grow, make sure that you have all of your paperwork in order and your IP in order and things that just give you protection so that You're not just running around the day to day growing the business, but you're actually building this company in a way that is robust enough and attractive enough that somebody says, not only is this an amazing fit to our portfolio, but these business people, these founders know what they're doing. There was a great book I had. Right. It's basically about outgrow your your job or your space or something like that. And basically, right, we always we often want promotions, but the way you get promoted is you outgrow the job you have and you start building to the next level. And I would say the same thing is about being acquired. Like that can be your your long term ambition. But if that's all you're focusing on. You're never going to get there. And you really need to focus on growing the business now in a healthy way and having those great fundamentals. And once you have that and you have the passion for your business and your brand and the consumer, then it's an easier conversation once you get bigger. I'd say the one piece maybe that's exactly right. You're absolutely right. We are a really active acquirer. We like to acquire big. So where we fit in in Snack Futures is we will invest and do that venture capital earlier stages so that we're hoping to have a long-term relationship with companies so that they will continue to grow to become part of that M&A pipeline. And then CoLab actually is the step even before it because some of the companies we'll put into the CoLab program are even smaller. So if you think of each one kind of as you grow, you build your pipeline of you start small, then you get venture, then you can continue to build to look for other ways out. And
0: are there common mistakes that you see from brands that maybe prevent getting investment along the way or forming these strategic partnerships that could could help them grow?
2: I would say one of the things that is critical and Jackie can talk about this even with the collab program is from a startup one, you need to be really clear. What is it you want from that partnership? Why do you want that investor? Is it just the money or are they bringing other capabilities to you? Why do you want that strategic partner or commercial partner? What are they bringing to the table for you? So being really clear with your intentions and what your expectations are really important versus kind of just, well, I was told to do it. So therefore I'm doing it. Or I was told people do this at this phase. I think every business is their own. Every founder has their own story and journey. And so you really have to be deliberate in the partners and the money you take, because otherwise, if you're doing great, I'd say keep going, just keep doing what you're doing and more good things will come.
1: And building on that, not only being clear on why you want the partnership, but also on what type of support and help is really going to propel your business to grow in the way that you hope to grow it. Even as we reviewed applications from last year's program, you can really see who's providing the answers that they think someone reading the applications for Mondelez is going to respond well to versus which founders were really upfront and honest about where they were currently struggling, where they could use support. And going through the program, we really found that the companies that were most clear about their challenge and most direct were really the ones who received the support that helped them the most. So I think it's really about holding up a mirror to yourself and your company, being really honest about what your challenges are, about what you do and don't value and how you want to get there, and then being really direct and upfront in seeking that support, seeking that help, and, and recognizing that not every partner is going to be able to meet those needs. Not everyone's going to have the same perspective as you. And sometimes you do need to listen and other times you need to stay true to your, your plans and your dreams and keep trucking along.
2: One more build. I would say at the upfront, like when you meet someone, what's a turnoff is when you can't articulate what your business is about and what you stand for succinctly. When you're rattling off 15 different attributes or what you think your benefits are, and you're kind of all over and you you appeal to every consumer everywhere, and it's kind of an all things to everything, you have to be able to really be able to think about what's my for lack of a better term, that elevator pitch is just being really clear. Of I know what we stand for. I know who we're serving and I know why and how, and that will help because otherwise it's, it's also a little bit of, they're not ready yet. We don't know what they're doing yet.
0: Right. Yeah. That's super helpful. I appreciate you both sharing. And are there specific things that you want to hear in an elevator pitch or that are good indicators of, okay, like this brand knows what they're talking about, they have a good understanding or they're doing something good for the planet or they're innovating in the future of snacking. I'm curious if you can just kind of talk about what's helpful when a brand comes to you because I'm assuming there's a lot of brands that come your way. What makes a brand stand out?
2: My first piece and this is on personal professional, right? Know thyself. So, you know, know what your company is and and what it's about. We can get into depending on when the phase of the business is, if it's doing well, and if the KPIs are hitting velocities and everything else in the financials. But that's a secondary piece. I would say, you know, it's taking the time to pause and understand again, what is your business about and who are you serving? It's also a vulnerability to say this is the area where I'm not sure about. We think it's over here, but we're not convinced. And this was something actually that one of our founders, who are part of our portfolio now, one said to me, it was interesting. You will be offered a lot of help from people in the industry at all different levels. And when people say, you know, don't be afraid to reach out, for the most part, they're being very sincere. Take them up on that. And I know it's always a challenge and it was interesting to hear. On one hand, you want to look like you've got everything put together and buttoned up and like you've nailed it. At the same time, you don't. And you have questions and it's those questions that expose you to say, I don't know this stuff. I would just be very clear and." honest about this is where we are. This is what we know. This is what we're seeking to learn and where we think we could have some help. And that that clarity actually is quite powerful. Great. That's super
0: helpful. What would you say are the benefits of a program like CoLab or other programs out on the market? And how should a brand decide what programs to apply for or choose?
1: When a brand is considering enrolling in any sort of startup program, whether it's an accelerator or an incubator or a program like CoLab, I first and foremost recommend researching the company that's running the program, speaking with past participants if that's possible, and getting a sense of whether or not what the program will deliver is in line with where your company is and what you're looking to accomplish. When it comes to CoLab specifically, CoLab is really customized to its participants to meet their needs. And so the more upfront our brands were in their interview process, the more their specific needs were actually met through the program. Whether it was by bringing in speakers that were very customized to the challenges of our participants or even initiating meetings with relevant subject matter experts within Mondelez and connecting them with mentors with expertise in their challenge areas. So really doing your research and being upfront and clear about what you're looking to accomplish through the program. Uh, would really be my recommendation.
2: And if I may, Jackie's being really modest on the amount of heart and work that went into this. For CoLab, it's an end-to-end benefit. I mean, it's really the possibilities of where the help and the payoff can be are as much or as little as companies want for us to participate it can be from your brand positioning to your supply chain help to thinking about a product or your pricing or your comms like any part of the business we have subject matter experts that understand big and small and have been able to come in and have really taken that approach to be like what is your unique challenge and it also I just hope it's half boot camp half MBA half everything built into one so It's a really exciting program. We had nine fabulous companies go through it this year and hearing their experience was really rewarding and amazing to see how it's impacted them and given them what we'll hear them say is a community, a set of competencies and amazing confidence in their business capability now.
0: That kind of leads into when I spoke with you both before the podcast, you talked about how CoLab was really built very intentionally and you looked into to take learnings from other like or similar programs out there. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what the difference is when there's accelerators, there's incubators, there's other cohort programs, there's Collab. Can you talk a little bit about some of those differences and then what specifically you really worked to glean from other programs to put the best of those all into collab.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll I'll start and have Jackie dive in because we we haven't gone through the other companies programs. We've heard and tried to talk to as many startups and and peer companies of what the experience is. I will say at an industry level, there are, you know, incubators from when you're very small and they're helping and there are accelerators that sometimes are run by PE or ventures. So depending what the financial arrangement is or how they're looking to help you, I think it's partly a cultural fit. It's a strategic fit and it's a capability one. So you can think about my snack is perfect or my product is perfect for this company. Do they do anything? I'm really looking for X is someone offering something there. So I think there's a bit of, again, matching what your needs are and then a bit of a cultural and stylistic fit for us. We try to listen and learn from so many, as Jackie was saying, and really build a program that was as bespoke as possible and as tangible and something actionable for everyone.
1: To build on that, as Collab was being developed, I had spoken with several different startups. And you know, to your point earlier about Mondelez being very acquisitive as of late, we have access to so many amazing entrepreneurs like Jordan Brown from Hue and Lee and Bill Keith from Perfect Bar and Kara Landau from Uplift Foods. And All of them really shared with me what kind of support they could have used as they were building their companies, what along the way has been helpful and what has really been a big challenge for them. And we really tried to build the program, um, putting ourselves in the feet of these startups and saying, how can we help them best avoid making timely and costly mistakes?
0: And do you have any stories that you could share about the previous collab cohort and their experience in the program or how it kind of fueled the growth? One
1: is that many of these founders don't previously come from the CPG world, especially not a company as large as Mondelez. And just having access to the type of experts that exist in a large CPG company. One of our participants was doing production runs in the middle of our program and was having a problem with her packaging and had been working on that with her mentor. And we were able to connect her with a packaging expert who actually was able to speak to her while she was on the floor of the plant And provide her with um, a level of expertise and language that she wouldn't have previously had in those conversations. So really beyond the business growth, I think the program provides a great deal more confidence and depth of expertise for our founders to understand where they can go when they have a problem and who they can look to to help solve it.
0: It's really helpful to hear about the the types of support and so many people in our startup CPG community don't come from CPG. And so to have access to some of the resources and people at Mondelez, you're just not going to come across those or you're going to have a really hard time finding some of those connections. So that's, that's really cool.
1: One thing I want to add, one of the things that was really interesting that we uncovered through running the program is we tried very, very hard. We were extraordinarily deliberate in making sure that our program was not too corporate, that we could be very relatable to our startups, that we spoke the same language as them. And it was quite amusing to actually discover how much our founders and startups were craving the structure and the process that exists in a in a large business. And so something we also, our participants, walked away with was a bit more structure and some processes over over what they were doing on a day-to-day basis. One element of the program that all of our founders found really helpful, and I think you're listeners will appreciate since they're part of Startup CPG, was the community that they were able to form among each other. And those were relationships that started virtually through CoLab and have really now become support systems for our entrepreneurs and in many cases, friendship. And that really is one of the greatest values that our participants have experienced through the program is really the creation and maintenance of a support system that will Last with them, hopefully, for the lifetime of their business.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think as we've seen in something like the startup CPG community, when you're able to get founders together to be able to talk about their common challenges and see the different expertise that different people have, it's really something beautiful can happen because CPG is really hard. And so I can only imagine that when you have a smaller cohort like Cohab, the amazing community that you're going to get out of it. So that's really cool to hear about. I'm wondering if you can. Talk a little bit about what it looks like to participate in the day-to-day of the program. Like how many weeks is it? Are there different topics per week? How is it kind of structured? And then once the program ends, what what does it look like after that for a brand?
1: Sure. So Colab is a 12-week program. We, hopefully COVID permitting, will have three in-person workshops, one at the start, one at the conclusion and one in the middle. For the weeks in between, we have a virtual curriculum. For 2022, we are looking at around three days a week and around one hour each day where different experts will come in. And for the most part, the sessions ran where the experts would share for about 45 minutes, and then we would open it up for Q&A and for all the startups to participate and learn from each other and the Snack Futures team. And then in addition to that, the startups have the opportunity to meet one-on-one with their mentors or other subject matter experts within Mondelez that they're connected to to work through their individual business challenges. At the conclusion of the program, the formal curriculum and mentorship comes to an end, but we are still in touch with all of our 2021 participants and hopefully we'll continue to. And we hope to stay in touch with all of our brands. And I told all of our 2021 brands that we are huge cheerleaders on the sidelines. We are here for them as they experience challenges and we hope that they reach out. If there are ways that we can support them. And then hopefully with some of these brands the relationship develops into them becoming part of our venture family as appropriate from both sides.
0: And you mentioned that each brand is paired with a mentor. What kind of mentors are they paired with from within Mondelez? And is it specific to trying to match a mentor with with a specific brand?
1: Absolutely. It's actually pretty simple. I had asked each brand as I interviewed them what fields they would like specific expertise in and went and found them a mentor in that area. So the company that was looking to create an innovation pipeline was paired with someone who had expertise in innovation platforms. Companies that were looking to work on their messaging were paired with someone with communications and so on and so forth.
0: What kind of brands are you looking for to apply? Are they there thresholds that they need to meet if they're interested in applying? And then if they do want to apply, what's the timing and how, how would they go about applying?
2: So for 2022, we're building off of still seeking companies that are well-being, planetary forward. But this time we're actually adding, which I think is lovely, to have mission driven brands as well. So well-being with a mission driven purpose, they have to be at least five hundred thousand dollars in annual sales, because that's often where we can help them the most in getting started. U.S. based, and then a nice fit, and where they see themselves articulating how we can help them is really all it takes.
1: And applications opened on November 4th. So if you're interested, please visit snackfutures.com and apply. Our program will begin in April of 2022.
0: Obviously, not every brand that applies is going to be selected. It's a small select cohort. But I'm wondering if there are other resources that like Mondelez can offer to brands that they should know about. Like I'm thinking about for myself, like I love reading the State of Snacking Annual Research Report that Mondelez puts out. It's a great, great research to be able to have access to as a brand to be able to read about consumers. I'm wondering if there's things that if, if a brand isn't quite at the threshold to apply to the program or if they don't get into the program, what other resources are available through Mondelez?
2: It's exactly what you just said, Jesse. I mean, a lot of us are very active in social media, put out different thought pieces at times. You know, they're, we're part of different communities. So I would say the corporate pieces that are put out there, the of as you say, are a great tool. Sometimes we'll be part of other webinars and what's happening with the partners that we have in the base and in Snap Futures. So I'd say just keep a lookout for us. You'll often see the hashtags Snack Futures in many places. And if you're close, you know, we'll still apply. You'll be on our radar, which is always great. Because you never know if we may know one of those incubators or accelerators that is looking for someone like you.
1: And just building on that, even if Colab is not for you, but you'd love to make a connection or you think you have something that we would be really interested in, visit our website and there are ways to get in touch with us and and begin a relationship with us.
0: Great. Thank you so much for your time today, Bridget and Jackie. Really appreciate hearing your expertise. I think it's so valuable for you to have been able to sit down with me and to share these insights and this conversation with our community. Really appreciate your time. And I'm really excited for how Snack Futures and
2: Collab and Startup CPG, how we can all work together going forward. Thanks for having us. For me, this is Startup CPG. This community is one of the most resilient, hardest working, risk taking, communities on the planet. What you do every day puts yourself out there in the world and it is hard and the world has not been kind to startups the past couple of years, particularly if you're in food and trying to get people to sample your products. We're looking forward to some restoration of being able to share and sample and celebrate the brands that we have and that we see. But just know that what you're doing matters and while it's not always easy, you'll get there and it's just one foot in front of the next and those crazy days and hopefully we'll be with you some of those steps along the way.
0: Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to our partner, Snack Futures. You can find them at snackfutures.com link is in the show notes. And if you're a U.S.-based, mission-driven, well-being startup with over $500,000 in revenue, you'll want to apply for CoLab. Those selected will get a $20,000 grant and participate in a 12-week curriculum. Go to applycollab.com to apply now. This Startup CPG podcast is executive produced by me, Jesse Freitag. Theme music is by The Super Fantastics. We'd love to have you join our community of founders and experts. Get the invite at startupcpg.com. And don't forget. Get to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. It's the easiest way to help us grow our community. See you next time.